Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King. It is my great honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about the things that other podcasts either shamefully will not or cannot talk about. That is, things that are intended for mature audiences only. And today, our first podcast in a while. We took a little break there, but we're back and better than ever because I have with me uh, part of Porn's Elites. So you know how in wrestling they have the uh, the elite now, the group of wrestlers that were so good they had to split off and form their own wrestling organization. In porn, we have our own little version of that, the elites. And part of that group, the, we're talking about the top level of the industry, the ones that make you automatic money if you're a producer like me. Uh, we have with us today the great, the beautiful, the talented Tiffany Watson. Tiffany Watson. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming over. Yeah. Uh, she just moved to Vegas. She doesn't have a car yet, so she Ubered over here. I did. I did. I had a great conversation with my Uber driver. I was very excited to get here, though. Uh, people always ask about uh, what she's wearing, where we are, stuff like that. So we're in the little mean bitches man cave. Uh, I should put a picture of this, but Jillian Jansen bought us a little sign for the place saying, bless this home, oh, the mean bitch mansion. Oh, it's so cute too. It's very cute. Tiffany is very cute as well today. She is wearing skin tight leggings, um, a little purple shirt. Oh, her! she's flashing her boobs right now, her perfect <laughs> boobs. And she's got her hair up in a little bun. She looks like the slut next door, basically. The 19-year-old that would seduce you, given yes. any opportunity. Like, this is how I'm looking at you and I see you, I go like, if I would have had a wife here right now, uh, you would be looking for every opportunity to sneak in the back door, absolutely, flash at me, whatever, absolutely. just to seduce the husband. Just for be sport. a total fucking tease, right? That's like the best, and like what any man could ask for, right? Yes. Like low key, you just want like a hot chick just teasing you like all the fucking time. If I was... especially behind your wife's back. Well, exactly. So, you know, of course, I've done uh, Cock Queen, uh, the movie where I had uh, my wife enslaved in four different scenes by the girl next door or whatever. Love it. Love it. And, uh, but in real life, if I was in this situation, I would just enjoy all the teasing. I would never actually cheat, but I would really I actually, love... I actually know somebody like that. Yeah. He loves a good tease, and I love to give it to him. And he's actually somebody that is like somewhat dear and close to me over the last year, but he would never cheat on his wife, but he loves a good tease. And I think it's hot, you know, like just the idea and like kind of that sexual tension that can kind of like build up like within yourself is like almost like that high school, like sexual tension, you know, it kind of brings you back a little, no matter what you do, like. We do some crazy ass shit. We just fucked the other day. Yes. You know, but like that sexual tension, like there's nothing like that, you know, a good tease. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I can have a friendship with somebody uh, where we're teasing each other forever, but I struggle now to have friendships with girls where, where they're totally friend zone and there's no... There's no like and it's feelings, like, mm. no like sexual feelings towards. Yeah. I mean like... I kind of feel that because I low-key will like look at someone and be like, God, I just want, I'm just, I'm literally undressing you with my eyes and you're my friend. Yeah. And like, I want to fuck you, but you're my friend. You could be a girl, you could be a guy, but like, I am literally undressing you every time I see you. And that's just, uh, the, I think you could call that the porn eye. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. The porn eye. I just yeah, got the porn, the porn eye. eye. Yeah. It's like a disease, you know, but like, it's kind of not bad, but it's like, God, can I stop undressing everybody I see too? <laughs> it's so sexy. You know, it's great. There are certain girls that just have that devour your soul look. <laughs> totally. That, you know, uh, and it's a good thing. I'll tell you, if you're you know, one of our many listeners, my suggestion to you to avoid being friend zoned is to first have sex with a girl and then become friends with her. Mm -hmm. That tension's out of the way. Absolutely. So, uh, in my world, of course... That's how I meet girls anyway, is yeah. I book them, I have sex with them, yeah. and then we become friends. Yeah, no. And it's like, oh, okay, we don't have to really... Well, honestly, like, for me, it's almost like, oddly, like an icebreaker, yes. having sex. Yeah. Like, other people, like, <laughs> normal people will sit down at a fucking dinner and have a normal fucking conversation, but I'll sit down with somebody and be like... I just got to suck your dick. Yes. And then, like, I want to know everything about you. Your social security <laughs> number, it all. 
beautiful. But yeah, like sex is an icebreaker for me, for sure. Obviously for you as well. You know, like that's how you get to know somebody. Like first I want to get to know your insides and then I want to get to know everything else. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's sort of a hack. We're giving you guys sort of a behind the scenes thing about the world of porn. Our culture is so different from other people. When I tell people sometimes that like, a blowjob is like a handshake for us. Totally. It really is. It somewhat is. And not only that, but now we're in this world of OnlyFans and stuff where girls need content constantly. All the time. So like I have girls that come All by the, the house or whatever and they just are like, well, I just want to see your new place. Uh, also, do you mind if I suck your dick for a minute or so and just put this on my OnlyFans? And I'm like... Absolutely. It would be so rude of me to say no. To say no. How dare like you? Yeah, How yeah. fucking so, rude. That's offensive, really. It is offensive. And it's like <laughs> sometimes when I, I'm so I'll book a girl that I've known for years for a scene, and then I'll before we're having sex, I'll say like we've known each other for years and have never had sex. So rude of you. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, maybe we should uh, plan a day to shoot content. I'll come over here to your nice house. He's got a great house, guys. Yeah. Uh, I know you can't see it, but it's a really nice house. So, uh, stroke your dick if you think I should come over here and fuck him. <laughs> nice. So yeah, check. You can see it on my Instagram. I'm Glenn King uh, with two N's uh, underscore XX. From time to time, I'll have girls over in the hot tub or whatever, and uh, uh, I don't know. I took a lot of them off there because I'm so worried about getting my Instagram taken oh, away. Oh my god! You know out. what? It's honestly kind of like a little bit of PTSD with the whole Instagram thing right now. Like we're all like cowardly, like yeah. hiding in a corner, yeah. like with our Instagrams like in our hands, like just like <laughs> please don't take it from me. My Instagram got taken Aww. last November. Yeah. Um, it got taken because I posted a fully clothed picture in a fucking whole like matching pants and jacket like zipped up like. But your nipples were showing? Nothing was nothing. showing. Nothing was showing. I was just sitting on the floor in front of my mirror. I got it back though in April <clears throat> and you know now I'm kind of getting back to it. Now if you guys want to follow me, it's the real Tiffany Watson X. Be careful of fakes. We got we got fakes out there. That's that's something that we have to combat yeah. as just being performers. I don't know about guys so much. I would maybe I would imagine so like your pictures being used on like dating sites, you know, shit like that. I mean, fuck, like sometimes you got to feel bad for the people that are faking to be you. Yeah, me like, especially. Like, no, you can do better up. than me, buddy. No That's way. what I'm trying to tell these guys no to do way. it. So I have had no, people make fake profiles no, of me. You know like, what? They're dude. saying that they're you, and they're like, yeah, go check out my porn. Like, this is me. I'll fuck you like that. I think they're they're trying to get girls it's, to send them dirty pictures, maybe, pretending to be yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I always, like, for some reason, I always think it's... I always think it's guys running my fake profiles. I'm sure. I, like, almost always. Like, they either want to be me or they're trying to get money. Like, they're little sissy right. bitches or... <laughs> no, I think you they're probably trying to make money. Like, but I've yeah, seen... They um, do make money, though. I get a lot of... Uh, like, I mean, I usually I'm smart enough to not follow back the fake yeah. performer, but a couple well, times i Because you can kind of tell, back, right, right, by the way they tweet or how many followers they have. Or the or... 20 numbers after their name. You yeah. Know? Like Tiffany yeah. Watson oh. 029845. Like, it's let's like, get real. They're like a like... Russian bot or no, something. Absolutely. But then I'll follow them back. Not, you know, not that one, but... Um, and they'll say, hey, it's Tiffany, I'm stranded or whatever. Can you send me money via... Uh, PayPal right now. And, uh, well, and now you know, if that were to be the case ever, I would text you. But, you know, I'm not usually the kind of girl that gets stranded anywhere. Yeah, I would I'm, text I'm a, you back saying, is there a blowjob involved here? I'll be like, yes, yes, yes. Come get me. Endless blowjobs. <laughs> Endless. Yeah. Every day I'll be at your front door waiting to suck your dick. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll do it. Get stranded then. All right, well, let's start at the beginning because you are Tiffany Tater. Yes, I'm Tater Tiff. Tater Tiff. Tater Tiff. And that's because I'm from Idaho. Yeah. From Boise, Idaho, originally. I live in Vegas, like he said now. Um, but yeah, my fans, like, I, well, I always talk about how much I love potatoes. It's kind of, like, weird at this point. I don't know. Um, but one of my fans just started calling me Tater Tiff, and I just kind of rolled with it. And now I've got the domain, tatertiff.com. That's for my OnlyFans. And I... I just, yeah, I go by it. I want everybody to call me Tater Tiff, you know? <laughs> All right, but help us understand your background here. How many people in your high school? 
Uh, my graduating class was probably about five, six hundred. Okay. I had a big graduating class. So this was a big city, probably not Boise. a tiny little. Oh, Boise's, Boise's, yeah, Boise's yeah. like decently big. Like I will tell you right now, Boise's very underrated. No doubt. And yeah. like it's a kind of up and coming city a little bit, but it is extremely underrated. But yeah, um, it was a pretty big graduating class. I was. Very popular in high school for being a very big slut. Good. So I was popular, but like people, like everybody knew me. Not everybody liked me, but everybody knew me. Everybody knew me. Um, that was my background. I was a cheerleader. I was the stereotypical cheerleader, nice. fucking the captains of the other football team. Like, you know, I was like that girl i was always the go-to girl which was fun for me like i and i still love that shit you know like i love it on a cleaner level now you know like i know what i'm getting like i could go look up your test right now you know like right. i could you taught me the other day i could scan your code yeah um yeah so people just understand what she's talking about this is why it's so easy for us in the porn industry to um have casual sex because she can go to a website where she has a special login type in my performer name and Anybody's name. Yeah, and any performer's name, yep. and it'll tell them the last time that I was tested for um, sexually transmitted diseases. And can't I check to see how, like, like it's back like six months? Can't I look at people's tests or something yeah. like that? On some, not on, I, on some of the systems. You yeah. can. You can actually look at their history. Yeah, which yeah. Which is an interesting thing yeah. because you can sort of match up like what, what hmm. what's been going on. Yeah. Because if oh, this well, person, if if you know, like my thing is clear for yeah, twenty years. Yeah, I mean, I'm, so I'm proud clear. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been great. It's been it's been a good but, time so far. But if so you far. see a performer and you go, hmm, she's had three positives in the last year, then you can start looking and going like, do I really want to take a chance? Because this is weigh your risk. options, yeah. And then you start looking at her Instagram but or Snapchat. But that's the problem too. Is is if you're popping even three times a year, mm -hmm. we get tested every two fucking weeks. Yeah. I'm concerned for you and what you're doing in your off time, mm -hmm. because. There's no reason you should be, I mean, really, you sh nobody should be popping, you know, but, but yeah, that's why we have such great casual sex is because of the testing. Thank God, you know, like, thank God we can like be sluts on like a really good, di different kind of level, you know, like you could ask whoever, one of your friends, when was the last time you were tested? You know, somebody that's not a performer and they probably couldn't tell you like genuinely right. they probably couldn't tell you because right. normal people only get tested when they think something is wrong with them you exactly. know you should get tested at least once a year you know like a normal person yeah if you feel like there's something going on maybe twice a year but i don't i mean i don't really know i guess I, you yeah, should be using no condoms idea. yeah you should be using condoms yeah. you know and you wouldn't have a problem i guess I guess, okay. although that takes a little bit of the fun out of the sex, but... It does, um, you know. but you know what? Maybe you should get tested and fuck only test the dick like the rest of us. That's what I think. Yeah. I recommend, if you're one of our listeners out there, that you give this some thought that there are now porn testing centers in like All every city. over. In almost any urgent care, basically, you can go in and be like, I want to get talent tested. Oh, like, that's cool. No, Great. like, even in Boise, like, when I first got into porn, like, almost five years ago, like... I got talent tested in Boise, oh, cool. which was like so weird. And I had no idea what I was doing at first because it was my first time. But yeah. Um, well, Kiki Dare just did a new deal with Quest Labs uh -huh. so that porn people can go to a Quest in every city now. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah. No, and it's and like that's the same so, prices are they're testing. So convenient too because we get our test back literally the next day. You know, you go to your whatever yeah. dock in the box bullshit. You're going to get your test back in maybe five days, you right. know? Exactly. That's the problem. Maybe a week. But, yeah. like, we get ours the next day, and that's also why it's so, so expensive. Right. But it's so worth it. It's right. so worth it. Like, just knowing, like, knowing that I've known my status for as long as I have, and it's been a constant, like, green light, you know? <laughs> just green light means go. Exactly. Yeah, no, it takes that element out of it. So yeah. give that some thought if you're at home and you're thinking about how you can enjoy. You want People always want to know the, how to enjoy sex the most. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a, 
thought for you is, um, you know, get tested and have your partner get tested Absolutely. as well. It's worth it. It really is. And just also to have that personal peace of mind, you know, I mean, like for me, like, I haven't popped in porn. I haven't ever popped. You is that know? true? And yeah, yeah come yeah, on now, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's impressive. Yeah. Um, although I don't, I don't ask that question all that much. Because it's not um, really something that's talked about. I guess, but you know, um, but it would be interesting to know like how often the average performer pops. But I guess it depends also what kind of performer you are. Because what are you doing in your Exactly. Time, you know, it's, it's like, the personal life, and it's also the riskiness of your scenes as well. Right. Like, are you getting come in the butt? Right. Because that's a big game changer. I don't get come in the butt. Yeah. Because you know, this is <laughs> this is how I've always explained it. Your vagina is a cave. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're gonna come in it, and it's all gonna come out. Now your asshole is a river. Yeah. And it runs through your body. It goes straight into your fucking blood. I mean, technically, right? Yeah. And, well, it's just, it's soaking into something. And, you know, boom. Like, somebody has something and they go in your vagina. Yeah, the chance is still there. It's still really high, but the chance is 100% in your butt, you know? So, yeah, it, de it definitely depends on, like, the riskiness of your scenes and all of that for sure. Well, a lot of listeners would disagree with me here and want to turn off the podcast now. Oh, don't um, do that. Don't don't turn off the podcast now. When they hear me say this, but there are things I say almost every week that some people disagree with, but I think the cream pie should be banned from porn. I think that's something that we as an industry, we don't need to do it. Uh, we, yeah. we need to start as an industry thinking about how we can make our, our work environments as safe as possible. I agree. There is nothing that needs to be done in terms of cinematically like you can argue with me and say glenn I, I can't you can't take away anal because our fans love seeing anal sex right i get it right. okay cream pie though you can't if you're cream pieing you can't see it happen it's inside so faking a cream pie is and as that, easy as actually doing in fact maybe even how easier. often do we cut too like let's get real like right. a cream pie a fake cream pie is more than doable. We call that a FIP, by the way. All you guys like the inside. That's a fake internal pop. Yep. So that's when the guy ejaculates, or the guy is having sex, we cut, and then we put some um, fluid in her of some sort. Whatever it may be of the yeah. day, whatever Hand the choice lotion, is. Yeah. whatever we've got. A pina colada mix. Totally. <laughs> and then we... Uh, I've had coconut, cream of coconut. Yeah. Uh, Cetaphil is good. Yes, Cetaphil. We got we got options. We got lots of options over here for fake cum. Yeah, but you'll make a better pop anyway if you're the producer. It'll be thicker, so it'll be thicker and like yeah. nicer, whider. Have it and come it, dripping right out of it. Yeah, her. absolutely. I mean, I feel that. Um, I feel like just as a slut, I can disagree on that level because I just want to be came inside of, and it's. <laughs> my weakness and <laughs> but like I also see your point you know like I totally agree that it's not necessarily necessary you know and there are definitely ways to go about it in a different way to where it is safer you know because even on your set the other day like you were going over just how our day was going to be and you were like all right, and I just want you to know that, like, you know, if any blood, yeah. like, even if your toenail hits my forehead and I'm bleeding, like, we are stopping right there, like, you know, and just that precaution alone is, like, different than other sets, too, you yeah. know, because okay. that's not ever, like, a thing that is verbalized, yeah. you know, but, like, even just that, like, yeah, a toenail to the fucking forehead, yeah, we're gonna cut, you're gonna get fixed up, and then we'll continue on, but it's, like, those are precautions you have to take. It you should know? be rule Those... number one in porn. And, you know, a lot of sets are very careless. I, you probably haven't been on other sets now for a while. Yeah, and, I rarely right? go on so, sets, so other sets now, I mean, like, I see a plethora of different sets all the time. The way everybody works and operates. I admire everybody. I admire the way everybody works and operates, the uniqueness behind how every set is. But um, I think that the risks aren't verbalized and precautions aren't verbalized as often as they should be. You know, especially going into 2020, we should be a little more cautious. And, you know, there are things that can definitely happen that aren't talked about. And, you know, who knows? Probably will never change. <laughs> 
Yeah, we so we have this little talk and uh, uh, before each scene on all my yeah. sets about things we want to do and things we don't want to do and precautions and so on. Uh, and so that actually leads me to an announcement I'm making on the podcast right now that um, maybe the AVN doesn't want me to announce yet, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will be moderating seminars for our industry and people who want to be in our industry at this year's AVN show, Expo. I don't recall the dates, but maybe I'll fill them in the later. The 22nd to the 25th, I believe. Something right about then. Yeah. January 22nd through 25th in Vegas. So if you are a performer, many, many performers listen to this show. Uh, or a small independent producer, a lot of independent producers listen to the show. If you're going to go to Las Vegas for AVN this year, it's free to everybody who has a ticket to the expo to come to my panels. There will be experts on both of these panels, and it's all about helping performers and small independent producers learn how to make your own content and step up your game. Because everyone's doing it now. Every performer is making her own OnlyFans stuff, but... Not every performer has thought about, well, what, uh, I need to make sure I got the right paperwork for content trades or whatever, and I need Have to make to sure correctly about lighting and sound. My sound sucks, people Absolutely. will tell you sometimes. People don't know, like, there is a it's, planning that needs to go into these things. It's a whole other world as far as content, yeah. you know, especially with how big it's growing, you know, to have a panel where... You can go and listen to all of that. You know, that's very beneficial for sure. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, no problem. <laughs> Stay tuned to my Twitter, which is GlennKingXXX with two N's. Uh, or, of course, we have the the, the uh, show Twitter, which is MAMPodcast1. Uh, for more information about this, but I know a lot of people, I was doing them for many years, and then AVN stopped doing the panels yeah. over the last couple of years, and then they surprised me a couple of weeks ago and yeah. said, you haven't bugged us this year. Don't you still want to do these? And I was like... I'm down to help the industry Absolutely. anytime you guys want because I have had so much good fortune yeah. and the industry's been so good to me yeah. that any little kind thing of that I can do to give back, Absolutely. And this is such a simple way. But a lot yeah. of people have told me over the years they really appreciated the panels and yeah. seminars that we've done. Yeah. Let's go back to your history here. So you're in Idaho. You're a cheerleader. It seems like in Idaho, the girls aren't getting together and saying, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And then, um, uh, maybe they are. Well, we were. So mm -hmm. I lost my virginity when I was 16. Okay. I wasn't a porn watcher, but I was aware of porn. Yeah. But when I lost my virginity, I was like, oh my God, people get paid for this and hundreds and thousands of people can watch me. Like I was all about it. Like yeah. I'd be at parties like fucking dudes and like people would be watching me. Like... That's how I was in high school. Like, I was a complete, like, hot mess, basically. Nice. I love it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, uh, so I was 16. I mean, obviously, I couldn't get into porn. Finished high school, went to college for a year. I was the total, like, dorm slut. Uh, go figure. And Which college? Um, you don't have to say if you don't want to. I went to College of Southern Idaho in Twin Falls. Okay. Um, it was a very small, like, kind of like in between a community college and a university. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, kind of big, but not really. Yeah. But they had dorms on campus. Um, really good time. Really, really good time, honestly. Yeah. Such a good time. <laughs> I loved college. Um, but, yeah, after the first year, like, I totally fucked off the whole first year. Like, I really didn't go to class. Like, the first semester I went for two weeks. Second semester I went for a week. Yeah, it was really mm -hmm. bad. So, I just, like, oddly enough, I started looking on Craigslist. And I, was, I wasn't looking for porn. I was just looking for anything. Like, a nanny job. Like, anything besides living where I was. Like, I just wanted to get out, you know. I found an ad. It was for, it, the title was Hot Girls Wanted, and um, which I don't think you could find anymore. Um, oh yeah, I've heard, they had a documentary about them. And it was actually Hussy Models. Ah, yeah, right. That's what we were just talking about, right. So, um, they, it was actually an ad posted by a recruiter for Hussy Models. And I answered the ad. It was just asking for like three to five like basic selfies. I sent them the selfies. It was very honest though. The ad was like nude, photo, and video. And I was like, hmm. Okay. I was asking for a girl next door. I was not the cutest, but I was like, sure. 
I have a girl next door. Everybody fucks me, so <laughs> this yeah. should be good. Okay. So they emailed me back like 15 minutes later. The next week, I was flying out here to Vegas, shot my first four films. Vegas? Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that's where Hot Girls Wanted was doing their thing. I think Hot Girls Wanted was putting their girls onto porn, porn pros because porn pros was taking on a lot of new girls. Ah, I gotcha, okay. Yeah, and so I came out here with porn pros, did my first four films here, mm -hmm. and then went home to Idaho for like a week, totally fucked off, had the best time of my life, and then I went to Miami for three and a half months, and that's kind of like where it really kind of started, you know, like... The first four films here, like, were also under a totally different name because really? okay. when I went home for that week, I just, I partied so much, I forgot what my last name was. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's great. So my original stage name was Tiffany Dawson. Okay. And I thought it was Tiffany Watson. <laughs> so I got out to Miami and Porn Pros came out with my first anal. Okay. And it was like... Tiffany Dawson's very first anal. And I was like, oh my God, they got my name wrong. Like, <laughs> this is so fucked up. And then I like was looking through the text with the recruiter and I was like, oh my God, I'm the one that got my name wrong. You got your own name wrong. I actually, I always forget about that. But yeah, so, but I'm okay with that because the first four films were just total like dumpster fires anyways. Like... Did you do Net Video Girls? Uh, I actually like, didn't, no, okay, because yeah. I had already done too many films oh, okay, to gosh. work for them. Yeah. They like to have like... Oh, uh, they love the... First time. First, 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 first time. And they'll, they'll put a billing on their like, girl straight off the bus from Idaho, does her first porn scene without knowing it or something like no, that. No, like literally, yeah. literally. Yeah, I did my first, my first scene ever was anal. Oh my God! So and that's that so was wrong. my first every week. That Don't was my that. first time ever doing anal too. Uh, wow. Okay, so I we don't talk on this show about the uh, anal. A, yeah, the things that go wrong during anal scenes. But I can imagine oh. that there was. You know what? Actually, lack of... for my first anal scene. Yeah. I mean, like. Went great. Clean. Okay. Beautiful. Good. Great. Good. But I yeah. did not look like I was enjoying it. Yeah. Like I did not look like I was having fun. Now Which like they want in a grown up sense. Tiffany Watson, you know, like now I can handle my own now, but like nineteen year old Tiffany, you know, I'm twenty four now. Nineteen year old Tiffany was in like she could not she could not handle it, especially it being my first scene ever. There you go. <laughs> so um yeah, yeah. Uh I'm going to ask Tiffany then about how she sort of got out of the Florida scene and got into the California scene. But first, I need to talk to you about our sponsor, yes. Sex Panther. Are you uh, on Sex Panther? I am on Sex Panther, Wonderful. and I love Sex Panther. They are amazing. And I've been on Sex Panther for a few years now, actually. And it is the way to go, honestly. If you're trying to talk to one of your favorite porn stars, go to Sex Panther. Look them up. They probably have a phone number on there, and you could text them you can call them you can send them pictures like absolutely sex panther all day so you've been listening to this podcast for 25 or so minutes now uh you've fallen in love with uh, the slut next door over here <laughs> tiffany uh, uh watson who is also the tater girl or yes. tater tiff <laughs> you want to get to know her better uh you cannot just send her a dm on twitter and expect her to respond you cannot just send her a dick picture and expect her to respond but what you can do is go to sextpanther.com slash tiffany watson mm -hmm. and start sexting with her right now you can yeah. send her something and she'll jump on it with you probably right after she gets done with the podcast when she's in her yeah. uber on the way home yeah. you can send her that dick picture or you can send her something saying hey uh, I am from Idaho, and you guys can talk about Idaho. Absolutely, and that would be amazing. To keep it even more simple, you could go to texttiff.com. Texttiff.com. Did Bill um, Fox make that for you, or did I, you okay I did, there, so. yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I, would, I love texting with my fans. I love talking. It doesn't matter what the fuck you want to talk about. I've had so many different kinds of conversations in text and on the phone. So, yeah, Sex Panther's awesome. Get on it. So you can make a real friendship with yeah. Tiffany 
Uh, or you can just have sexting with yeah. Tiffany. And you can also do it with pretty much everyone else that's ever been on the show. Courtney Taylor, uh, big of uh, 80s stars like Ginger Lynn and Christy Canyon have been on the show. And they're on Sex Panther. Uh, the great Christina Rose. You gotta sext with Christina. Yeah, because she, she's on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> she is a hot mess. And there is no telling what you're gonna get in any given day from Christina. Sext Christina and ask her to tell you the, the story about the the best porn story ever. Uh, and she'll tell you about Costa Rica, uh, her porn experience in Costa Rica, or you can listen to that episode of our show a few weeks back. But do go check out sexpanther.com and start talking to your favorite porn star today. And if you are a porn star who listens to the show and you have not gotten on Sex Panther yet. Get on it. What is get wrong with you? Get on it. Yeah. Get on it. Because you're just leaving money on the table. And you know, Somebody is, is out there wanting to give you their money. Somebody wants to text you. Somebody is a butthurt that they can't text you. So get on Sex Panther. Quit wasting your time and make that money, honey. Yeah, and stop <laughs> yelling at people on Twitter to, to stop sending you dick pics. Yeah. Just start charging people for it, and yeah. then everyone's happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, do those do those honest dick ratings. I do those on OnlyFans. Yeah. Send me your dick pic, and I'll give you the best honest dick rating ever. Yeah. Who doesn't want a dick rating from Tiffany? <laughs> uh, you know, as a side note, I don't understand why any guy wants a dick rating from anybody, but um, <laughs> sure. if that's what you're into... <laughs> then go for it uh, if it is some because I don't no fetish shaming and I don't profess you to understand a, a lot of people don't know why I enjoy having my face sat on so much that's okay everyone's got their own thing yeah so uh, if that's what you're into is having your dick rated send it Tiffany loves dick ratings yes I do all right before we get back to talking to Tiffany Watson let me run this scenario by you Tiffany somebody with what we call an overactive sex drive let's just say that you met her and you ended up in bed with Tiffany Watson could happen uh, if you do you're gonna need what I can tell you about right now and that is blue chew blue chew is at bluechew.com it is the world's first chewable erectile dysfunction pill with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Uh, and because it's chewable, it's gonna work probably around twice as fast as a regular erectile dysfunction pill. Very easy to acquire your Blue Chew. You don't have to go to the uh, doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You just go online to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. And just type in a little box that says, what kind of problems are you having? You just, you know, do a little write-up. Hey, I'm having uh, erection, erection problems. I need to be certain that I can have an erection. I need these pills. A doctor will review it, write you a prescription, and then deliver it right to your home. I have some in this drawer right next to me here. A very, very discreet package. Easy to operate here. Uh, they taste delicious. They kind of taste like Pez. I think they're like cherry flavored maybe. Uh, I love them. Sometimes I just eat these pills just for the fun if I'm hungry. Um, they are fantastic. So uh, I'm going to make this easy for you. Use the promo code ADULT, A-D-U-L-T. That's ADULT. And you're going to get your first order of Blue Chew for free. That's what I said, free. How can you pass up free? So get your Blue Chew. Uh, they are going to charge you $5 for shipping, but other than that, it's coming your way. So use my promo code ADULT. Give it a try. Get your first order for free. Be delighted. Be able to have sex on demand whenever you're ready for it, uh, whenever you need it. If you end up in bed with Tiffany Watson, you are going to be prepared. So again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. All right, so there you go. So let's come back to uh, your escape from Florida, which you told me about a few minutes ago off air. Yeah. You don't have to name any names here oh, if you don't yes. want to, or if you want to blast somebody, go ahead. No blasting. But let's hear your story about you were doing the Miami, the Florida scene. Yes. And found that it was not Just, to your liking. Honestly, I there was a lot of things going on at the time, and... Part of me was like, okay, I'm at the point in my career where, one, I want to be in L.A. Two, Miami was a little too amateur for me at the time. Like, I was ready to kind of step it up. Where I was staying at the time, the people I was involved with at the time, just not good news. Just, just all bad, you know? And unfortunately, in porn, you come across the most amazing fucking people but also just the nastiest fucking disgusting scum of the fucking earth kind of fucking people, you know, like 
just really not good people. And so I ended up leaving Miami. Mind you, I, I did tell you this, but I snuck out of the house to catch this flight. I had no money. All I had was change. I called this taxi. I said, hey, when you get here, please like have your trunk open. Be ready for me. <laughs> I was Don't stop moving. You want to slow down to five miles I an hour. I was terrified. Yeah. Like, I mean, mind you, I'm sneaking out. So like, what the fuck is somebody doing sneaking out of a house? Like, obviously I was not in good hands whatsoever, especially being a girl from Idaho. Like, yeah. There was some crazy shit going on in that house that I was just not prepared for being 19, 20 years old, you know? Um, I tried to sneak out my window, actually. My bags wouldn't fit out the window because they were so gigantic. Uh -huh. And I ended up getting in the taxi. I got out of there. I spent a week in Arizona. Um, were you looking behind you when you're in the taxi going like, are they following dude, me? No, like I yeah. literally was yeah. like, I kind of had a little bit of a panic attack Yeah. and I like thanked my taxi driver, you know, mind you, I, like I said, I had no money. I couldn't even call an Uber. Like I paid for the taxi with change. Oh wow. Okay. Like that was literally like the life I was living at the time. And it was really hard. And you know, that's also why a lot of girls don't last very long in the industry is because they have to go through that kind of fucking shit. That fucking shit will kill your soul, will take everything out of you, and, you know, that's what people like that want, you know? They want the, the weak girls, the yeah. girls that can't think for themselves, the girls that can't speak up for themselves, and the girls that are never gonna fucking run because they're too scared, you know? That's the, I guess, kind of people I was dealing with, you know? So, I talk about this on the show a lot, and again, you guys, some of you guys don't like hearing this, but when you harass your favorite performer on Twitter and you're telling her, do rough scenes, do the scenes like, you know, where they yell things at you and call you names. Degrading. Or they degrade you or they slap you around. Humiliation. You're killing your favorite performer. Um, you're contributing to the soul draining of your favorite performer. And then you see the, your favorite performer put up a tweet saying, I... Um, Want to fucking die? I want to <laughs> die. They put up that. They they say I slashed my you know, arms. They, <coughs> they say I need a mental health break. Stuff like I'm that. I'm in the you hospital. Guys. Yeah. They get sick. All this stuff happens when you're doing scenes that you hate to do. And if you guys think they really like those scenes, yeah, one out of every 20 enjoys being slapped around. Uh, and they're all with Spiegler. <coughs> uh, uh, but, I mean, those are, yeah, there are girls that are into that. But most of them are just trying to, to not only are they trying to make enough money to pay their rent, but they're just doing love. stuff because they kind of have to. They just live because their agent's going to yell at them if they turn down scenes. So yeah. don't encourage your favorite porn star to do things that are hazardous to her. You don't need yeah. to see her take a 20-person gangbang. You don't need to say, do, see double anal. It's and not that know, great. Some people do like it, like you said, and I think that is amazing. You are a super slut. You know, I fully support that. But also, yeah, that shit can, like, take, that takes a lot out of you. Like, I remember the first time I was slapped by a man on set for kink. Oh, oh, my God. I fucking, I fucking was shaking. I was crying. I was, like, I mean, I got slapped pretty fucking hard, too, yeah. multiple times, yeah. you know? And, like, I thought it was something I was going to be okay with. And I got home from kink. I got back to the model house. All the girls were like, oh my God, so excited because it was my first kink scene. And I just <sighs> broke down, you know, like, because yeah. that, sh I mean, it really can take a lot out of you, you know. Um, for me, I just had my birthday in October. I just turned 24. And as crazy as it is, I, when I turned 24, I was like, you know what? I am not going to do anything that I wholeheartedly am not jumping at doing. Yeah, and like, it's good. really crazy to say that, like even out loud hearing myself say that is like, you should have been like that the whole time, you know, but like, it's kind of hard, you know, sometimes when you feel you're in such a vulnerable state sometimes. And then also, like you mentioned, like you're afraid of your agent being mad at you for not doing something. So you're just going to do all of it. Well, this year I'm like, no, good. no, good. I am not going to do that. Yeah. I don't need to give you a reason. Nope. I'm, I'm sorry. Like. I, I don't owe anybody a response as to why I don't want to do something. And I think it's rude as fuck 
to ask somebody why they don't want to do something, especially when it comes to like our bodies. Like I, I don't fuck with that like questionnaire, you know, like that's my personal reason and it has nothing to do with you. So mind your business, you know, but actually I just also signed with ATMLA and, um, it's kind of crazy because I turned down a shoot, um, for a company who I have no interest in working for, um, for a rate that I was absolutely not okay with for something that I was also not okay with. It was just all bad. And I said, Hey, um, no, I'm not going to do that for that rate. I don't do that for that rate. And, and if it's for this director specifically, I have no interest in working for him period point fucking blank. This is a director that will continuously book you, but it is an underrated fucking under underpaid yeah. fucking shoot. And I just, I have to like, know my worth at this point. Yes, and it's good for you. But you know what? I was kind of I, I, like, it's weird for me to say I was shocked. Because this is how it should have been my whole career. Yes. But, but Mark didn't question me. Mark, who's why. been a guest on our program here, Mark Schechter. So go he, back a couple of years on the podcast or a year and listen to his episode. He didn't question me. Mm-hmm. Good. As he should. He did not ask me why. And mind you, I have fucking severe anxiety. And so it took me like a minute to like try and figure out what I was going to say because I was so worried about what his response was going to be back. And he was just like, okay. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's that easy. Yep. I'm not going to sit here and get questioned why I don't want to do something. And me have to actually be like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to give you a fucking reason. That's right. You know, because I'm not trying to have, look, I, I'm, pretty business oriented. I will give you exactly what you want. I will pay you. I will do all of that. We're ready to go. But like, I don't want to be questioned and I don't want to be pressured. And so, yeah, it's kind of crazy at 24. I vowed to myself that I was not and wholeheartedly like so far I've been doing pretty good. You know, like I say no to things now. You should. And for a very long time, I didn't say no to things. So, you know, and I think that to, you know, remold yourself and recreate yourself and whatever it is that you want to be, it's never too late, you know? And so there are some things that I wish I could take back that I did, but you know what? That it is what it is. And you just keep, you cannot go keep back pressing forward. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm definitely saying no to more things, you know, and bless Mark and ATMLA for like taking me on and like, you know, making me feel like family and making me feel like I'm not afraid to speak up for myself, you know, or just say no, you know, like I just am not interested, you know. Performers who are listening to the show, your agent's job is to convey offers to you. Yeah. On their end, on that, and that's essentially what it is that they do for you. Yeah. If they don't convey an offer, then you can be mad at them. Uh, But they cannot, they're not your employer. And they can't really uh, force you or they really shouldn't even pressure you to take any job. It's simply... Uh, here's a company that has come to me with an offer for you. Yes or no. Absolutely. Your answer should be yes or no. And Absolutely. then they move forward. I, I, you know, and, and as a as a producer, uh, you know, like I understand completely. Like uh, if somebody says no to doing us uh, our scene, I say, okay, thank you. Yeah. Because we do fetish scenes for starters. Absolutely. And not every girl wants to do a scene. Why would I want to get a girl on our set? Who doesn't want to fucking work for you. Yeah. Or who worse, isn't going to have a who, good time. Yeah. She doesn't want to work for us, but she does want to make the money to pay her rent. So she gets on the set and she's like, hey, how, how, what, how long are we going to be here? And that's what, you know, a lot of these producers come to me and they say, what do you say when a girl says that to you? And I say, it doesn't happen to us very often because we cast carefully. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's what you should be doing. Well, because you get to cast your people. Mm-hmm. The other people don't always get to cast their people. So they get stuck with kind of the eh girls. Yeah, or the guess, eh yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, because it goes both ways. It does go both ways. Um, you know, as a producer, you should A, try to pay a fair rate so that you don't get turned down for that reason, and B, try to get a good reputation, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to shoot whoever you want to shoot for the most part, Absolutely. assuming that it's the right person to shoot. But a lot of times, you know, and I have this problem constantly, is that fans will go on my website and go to the message section and say, here's my list of girls I want to see you shoot. Um... And then I'll have to say to them, okay, and I do it. I yeah. Listen, guys, if you join my website and you ask about a specific girl, I'm going to be as honest as I can with you. But I'll go through your list and I'll say, so-and-so 
has a reputation for not showing up. Yeah. We're not going to take Happens. a chance on her. Other mm -hmm. people will. Great. Not us. Yeah. This other girl uh, we've inquired into in the past, and here's why it didn't work out. Or this other girl uh, has never done femdom scenes, isn't following me on Twitter, has never expressed any interest. Right, right. Uh, and if I have a choice between Tiffany over here and another girl, and I have them kind of equal as performers, yeah. I'm gonna always take the one who has said, well, I wanna be a dom and can you help me start Absolutely. my- Absolutely, somebody that's more interested versus somebody that's just like, yeah, I guess I want just a paycheck. Yeah. I'm just trying to eat, which is like, I understand you're trying to eat because we all are. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's like, this but, is why we were talking about Marsha May before we got on, on video, or I mean, before we got on the podcast here and I was, you know, like I put up with some stuff from Marsha yeah. that I wouldn't with other performers. But part of the reason is, is that Marsha came to me when she was relatively new in the industry and said, I want to be a dom. Like I love bossing around little bitches. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so suddenly we had this little partnership where we could help her grow as that kind of performer. Absolutely. And she could help us make money. Absolutely. <laughs> and it, it worked out it worked. relatively well. Everybody but, was happy you know, for the most part, right? <laughs> it was. It was until Marsha got into trouble. And, you know, Marsha's yeah. had a checkered past. But, um, you know, that's why we end up. Um, sticking with somebody like Tiffany, whereas somebody like Marsha can come into our program and do three or four scenes for us mm -hmm. over a year period, and then we move on from each other. Right. A performer like Tiffany can be with us for ten years, or sure, why like, not? I'm forever. <laughs> you may come and go in this industry, but I have no place else to go for the rest of my life. You're so, chilling. Um, You're here to stay, huh? I'll be here. Hey, that's not too bad, though. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what kind of scenes are your favorite kind of scenes? I like squirting scenes. Yeah. I'm actually like, it's weird because I'm kind of humble in a way, um, but like I think I am very well known for my squirting scenes is what I say um, because I squirt like a geyser from Yellowstone. Wow. Um, I am like a fucking pressure washer. <laughs> I am like a fucking fire hydrant. Like this shit sprays with power. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think it's fun because I like making a mess. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, it doesn't feel like anything. Um, I'm just really good at it and it's just really fun. Like I like to get fucked and then like push the dude out of me and just like all this fucking like water is basically what it is at that point you know just all this water is gushes it, wait, out of me now so help our people understand a lot of people there's this is like a debate going on oh in the my universe. god like, it's always what's a the difference between and, uh, urine and ejaculation you know i don't want to ruin anybody's fantasy as far as squirting so if i'm going to you should just stop listening now um this is real talk and this is what we deliver on this show um so squirting, like, I, I consider myself a professional squirter. I'm going to put it on my resume after porn. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I, the first time I squirted, okay, it comes out of your pee hole, all right? Yeah. It is pee. Yeah. Okay? When you're getting fucked, you're getting fingered, whatever the case is, whatever it is that makes you feel so good that you have to gush, yeah. it's literally like... You feel so good, like it just loosens up. Yeah, so you lose like, control. You, your urethra, yeah. I guess you could say, your bladder, your G spot. I don't really know exactly this spot in there because for me, I don't even have to have anything inside. Like I could literally just rub my pussy and squirt. Yeah, like it's literally like I'm like a light switch, like on, off, on, off, like just like that. Um, but. I, as far as like squirting scenes, I drank a lot of Pedialyte. Mm, okay. I drank Pedialyte Berry Blast flavor specifically because after, so I won't drink coffee in the morning. That's the first step. Yeah. I do not drink coffee in the morning before a squirt scene because it dehydrates you and it makes your pee yellow. Yeah. Second so of all. with uh, Coca-Cola or uh, yes. sodium-based beverages. You yes. don't want that. Yes. I will have a Red Bull later on once I get on set because I need that energy after I get full of water. Yeah. So I run my pee until it is clear. I'm drinking water constantly until it's clear. As soon as it's clear, I start drinking Pedialyte. Yeah. Because when I'm drinking Pedialyte, it makes... <laughs> It makes the, the pee 
tastes just like Pedialyte. The berry blast, like it tastes just like berries. I mean, it is insane. Okay. Like it is crazy. Um, so yeah, if you know, just if you're listening to what I'm saying, Pedialyte blueberry blast for squirting, it will taste amazing. Anyways, um, I fill up my bladder. I fill up like yeah. before before the scene starts. I'm like, yo, like I need you to make me squirt. Like that's the first thing I need to happen because yeah. I can't suck your dick with a bladderless full because it's all going to fucking shoot out of me. <laughs> and so honestly, like yeah. that is how I, how I have so much liquid, how it happens so much, how so much comes out, how it shoots so high up in the air, how it shoots into my face. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's all over the place, how it yeah. gets the director soaking wet. Most of the time you don't see that part, yeah. but most directors on any squirt set I am on is soaked halfway through the scene because yeah. it's just going everywhere. Um, but that's what I'm known Cameraman, for. Yeah, every, every everybody, the camera, the lights, I mean, everything, yeah. the walls, the ceiling. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's insane. Um, I do enjoy squirting, though. Uh, just about a year and a half ago, um, I did a squirting girl girl for lesbian X, and... And this is the first time I actually experienced this in my squirting scenes, I guess. Um, but I had drank too much water. Um, at the end of the scene, we finished it and we did all of our sex stills. I don't remember taking the sex stills because of how much water I had drank. <laughs> I literally was like dying. Yes. I was dying. Yeah. Like, literally, like, drowning my body in water. Like, I had drank so much fucking water. Yeah, you can damage yourself. Like, no, you can yeah. literally die from water die poisoning. From there yeah. was a chick that died from a, from water poisoning during a water drinking competition. Don't ask how I know that, but guys, look it up. It happens. Wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> water poisoning. Hmm. So, um, I was yakking on set, got done with our sex stills, but like looking at the pictures, like I looked crazy. Like <laughs> I looked insane. But, um, so now with my squirting scenes, I do have to be like very careful about like making sure I do have something to eat, like some salt, some something, because yeah. I am washing everything out of my body with as much water as I'm drinking. I mean, I'll drink four giant Pedialytes and like 12 bottles of water. That's a lot of fucking water. Okay, I think that sounds like too much water. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, don't know. On the other I hand, just like to be an that. overachiever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have the best squirts. Uh, it's it's part of the industry, um, but it's yeah. fun. But it's fun. You, you know, yeah. it's like for guys who are listening, you think of your best orgasm. It's essentially what she's describing as well. Like. Yeah. I can remember in in high school when guys used to talk about how they how much they enjoyed those nights when they drank eight beers and had to piss and then you know went to the urinal like oh my god that feeling of finally letting it loose totally no apps that's exactly what it is yeah it's exactly what it is and you know like squirting with your chick at home will be a little more different than what you see on film but that's just because. It has to look like this, I feel, you know? You guys don't even, like, trip out on trying to figure out whether no. squirt is urine or, no. or ejaculate or what. Because in the end, like, okay, so i Whatever I'm, makes you feel good. Yeah, and I'm somebody that I've always had uh, uh, stress over stupid things like, am I going to get a drop of urine on me? And yeah. then, you, you know, like, over the years, I've learned, like, wait a second urine is like not bad at all like if you get urine yeah. on you it's sterile it's that it doesn't taste bad you get you it's kind know, of is what it is it's it just is like what it is you mean, mostly yeah. it doesn't taste bad if it yeah. goes drinking pedialyte then it does not gonna taste no bad. yeah if you're drinking straight coffee now i mean it's it, it ain't gonna taste too good <laughs> yeah but that's my point guys is that don't worry don't stress out over this stuff like you yeah. have to learn how to um, turn off the voice in your head mm -hmm. and turn off those like weird feelings about like bodily fluids, you know, yes. like your dick is already inside of her. Your dick is deep inside of her Yeah, and you're already swapping bodily fluids just like that, you know, so just, you know, yeah, don't be afraid. Apply this to your entire lives, guys. <laughs> this has been such a year of personal growth for me in terms of you know, the year started off with my closest friend um, suddenly dying in the middle of the night and then went downhill from there. And I had this great 
sort of uh, journey into into reading books and trying to understand how to become better spiritual me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that always I talk to people at the dog park or whatever, and we have these discussions, and I'm like, hey, you know what you got to do? You got to turn off the little voice in your head. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I never realized it until now, but we all have this voice that's going on, and mostly it's not helpful. It's yeah. telling you. It's like that the anxiety voice, or anxiety that depression voice, voice or yeah. that voice that's telling you that there's something wrong or, you know, making you feel some type of way about someone or something. Yeah, you just got to turn it off for sure. Dismiss that voice. Yeah. You got to tell it, nope, not interested. Mine, and is, then... mine is anxiety, and I've switched, I, the last few weeks being here in Vegas, I've switched it off, and it actually, like, if you noticeably cautiously make that effort to switch it off is when you notice a difference you know and you're yeah. like yes it is off and i am continuing on with my day with or without it you yeah. know what i mean like yeah that's a really great way to put it too for sure i'm just breathing sometimes these days and that's okay I'm you know what breathing. that's okay it's and, okay and, to and just my, my thing in the sometimes. past had always been to drown out the little voice yeah yeah. So like I always had my headphones in my ears when not with nothing else going on. I'd be like, okay, then I need to listen to an audiobook or a podcast or whatever. Yeah, keep yourself busy. Just keep listening to the podcasts here. But yeah. um, mm -hmm. you do not have to drown out your little voice. You can just turn it off. Yeah. All right. One last question for mm -hmm. Tiffany here. Let's just say that I let you use the Mean Bitches time traveling DeLorean, which <clears> has <throat> to get up to I think 55 miles an hour before it starts going back in time. You go back to the set of uh, Tiffany Watson or Tiffany Dawson's first scene. Mm -hmm. I want you to have a conversation right now with Tiffany Dawson. Tell her what you want to tell her to prepare her for this business. You want to help this poor girl. Uh, stand your ground. Know what you want. Don't let anybody take advantage of you. Uh, don't do drugs. Start your whole thing out with Tiffany. This is your future self talking. <laughs> Tiffany, this is your future self talking and I am here to tell you that shit is gonna be fucking crazy uh, and you're probably not even gonna know what the fuck to do most of the time um, but don't do that Xanax stay off that Xanax because that's gonna fuck you up for about a year and a half <laughs> and you know keep the friends that you have close to you because they're going to be very important for the rest of your life, you know, and definitely through this whole process because they'll always be your big support. Uh, stay close to your family and listen to your heart for sure because not listening to your heart is going to get you into a lot of trouble. Um, and yeah, stay true to yourself. Uh, hold your ground. People are definitely going to try to um, pull a quick one on you. So, but you got a good head on your shoulders. You're definitely more street smart than you are school smart. So that's what you got going for you, especially in the porn world. So keep your street smarts. Fuck the book smarts. <laughs> Make your money. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is don't let anybody take advantage of you. For sure. XOXO, future Tiffany. <laughs> from future Tiffany to past Tiffany. All right, so now you've listened to the podcast, you've gotten to know Tiffany Watson, you've Googled her and looked up her Twitter, you're in love with her. You've seen my tits. You've seen her tits, <laughs> you've seen her squirting, all those great things. So where do they go now to give us all your social medias and everything where they can find you? Twitter, um, Tiffany Watson X. I am shadow banned, so typically people find me through the comments. Um, I have like 200,000 plus followers, so that's how you know it's me. Instagram, um, the real Tiffany Watson X. Um, my OnlyFans is tatertiff.com. My Sex Panther, if you'd like to text me or just text me, um, is texttiff.com. Um, my Snapchat, if you are about Snapchat and buying premiums, you can buy my premium at tatertiff.club. So, yeah, I'm really glad that you had me here. Thank you so much. I, we had such good conversation, and I really appreciate it. And, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys follow me. This was a lot of fun. We're going to hang out more often, me and Tiffany, since we're both here in Vegas. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're one of the many listeners of the show, 
who has already subscribed to us, we thank you. If you are one of the uh, also many listeners who would have tuned in just to hear your favorite porn star Tiffany Watson here, we'd appreciate it if you would hit that subscribe button, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or uh, iHeartRadio or uh, uh, all the other ones. All the places. Subscribe. We're everywhere where you can find <laughs> podcasts. Sorry, it's been a month since I've done a podcast, guys. I forget some of my lines here. A little rusty, huh? A little rusty. <laughs> but, uh, but do hit that subscribe button. And also give us a five-star review. Give us a review. That helps us get more people on the podcast, uh, uh, more people listening to the podcast, and then more of your favorite porn stars, pro wrestlers, uh, writers, uh, uh, all kinds of things planned over the next year. So there you go, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Mature Audiences Mayhem!